Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It is Monday. We want to cry. But we will sing <laughs> to make it go by. Hey, hey. Um, good morning. Good morning. So much positive energy for a Monday from you. Yeah, well, um... You have to do what you have to do to survive. You and do. that's this is survival. This is survival. This is a super Monday Monday I because know. not only do we have a full week ahead of us where we just came off a short week that was so beautiful, mm-hmm. but we have like such a serious weekend. Yes. That I feel like on this Monday, I feel like how I felt on last year's Monday, where it's like I'm coming back from the weekend like bloated, tired, yeah. still hungover. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no. I haven't felt that way in a while. I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say I have not missed it. But um, it was nice to have such a popping weekend. I had a very robust weekend. I same. feel like we had the same weekend. Yes. I feel like it was very um, full in the sense that I got certain things out of it. I was productive on one day. I made an investment on the other. I partied on one day. I was hungover on the other. It had all the different elements that you really crave in a weekend. You know, I totally agree. It had relaxation. It had fun. It had productivity. It had shopping. It had rest. It did. We um, we went shopping on Saturday and it was just so much fun. We really haven't, I haven't shopped like that since. Till you drop. No, I shopped till I dropped. I was like going back and forth to stores. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that since before the pandemic and it's exhausting. Oh. You're telling me, literally, my back felt like I had thrown it out. Like, when I got home, I felt like an old woman, like, walking down the hallway of my house with my palm on my hip being like, oh, like, I literally felt like I couldn't walk. <laughs> no, I know, but you got some great things. I made sure of it. It was such a productive day in terms of my portfolio of investments. Um, <laughs> and it was just really great. Like, I got a new purse that Jackie really encouraged me to purchase. I got a new fragrance, which was not something on my list. No, I know. Claudia and I were walking in Bloomingdale's. You know how they always hit you with the fragrances. For men. And you just, like, walk down like this. Like, I and don't... You're like, oh no thank you and we were walking like trying to block it out and at the same time we turn around we're like that smells amazing I've never had that before we're like there's all these generic perfume and cologne smells like old woman old lady but this woman just sprayed this Tiffany fragrance and it was literally like refreshing young girl on a beach like it was so stunning it's the new Tiffany fragrance for her Tiffany for love and we both turned around which is when we knew yes that you had to get it yes Precisely. It smells so good if you guys are looking for a new perfume. Like, we both like it. So I think that's a really good endorsement. Yeah, I mean, it was a little expensive for a bottle of water, but it was, I wore it. But that's what bottles of water go for these days. Yeah, no, and I've never been the type of gal who had a fragrance, and I've always wanted to be the type of gal who had, like, oh, smell that, must be Claudia. You know, like. And it smelled like a party. (laughs) True, that could go both ways. (laughs) 
Um, but your husband has like a really signature scent. Like your whole house smells like I it. Know. If I if I'm in like a public area and I smell someone with that perfume, like I will be like, oh, Zach's in the room, right? But it's someone else, right? And because this is such a new perfume to market, you'll be the first to have it. Sometimes there is conflicting, and I'm like, wait, is it her or her? Like who's right. coming? Right. No. So which I, which face do I put on? That's gonna be me now. Yeah. So just watch out. I'm gonna douse myself in perfume every day, and I wore it. And then on Saturday night, you and I hit the town, and I, I wore my new fragrance, and I think it gave me a new joie de vivre. You had such a joie de vivre. We also, when we were in the fragrance aisle, there was a fragrance called joie de vivre, which I just like, if I ever put out a fragrance, that's what I would call it. Joie de vivre, Jackie Mm -hmm. O. By Jackie O. Yeah. Um, Yes. So Saturday night we had a GNO. It's been forever since we had one of those indoor dining. We took full advantage. We went to Kaima, which is apparently called Kima. Yeah. No, they called me to confirm the reservation. She's like, hi, this is Suzanne from Kima. Call in and call your reservation. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't have a reservation (laughs) at Kima. I have one at Kima. But um, they were finally open inside. And I just feel like my whole perspective on nightlife has changed. Let me explain. Okay. Because I guess some could argue that maybe, you know, the restaurant was a little loud. Yeah. Or maybe it was a little warm. Maybe you know? we couldn't hear each other. Yeah. Speaking. No, there were like definitely things about, but I was so happy to be alive. Like I wanted the music louder and I wanted it to be hotter. Like I just, my bar is so low now. I actually think it's a good thing. Like I've reset all my standards. Mm-hmm. The restaurant was fabulous. Like it was. it was just music filled with toasters, like legit you guys, it was Toaster Central and some of the most amazing toasters Agreed. I've ever met. But also, we haven't like been amongst toasters in the wild for over a year. But still, like these were some fabulous toasters. No, and I felt like this weekend was actually filled with like big toaster energy because yes. the craziest thing happened to me. I got a COVID test yesterday. Um, me and Ben were walking home and the place is like super close to our house. And we're walking and literally there's like a car honking and screaming. And I'm like, what the fuck? We turn around. It's a Mini Cooper. Fill of toasters, like literally full of toasters, screaming, like rolling their windows down, honking their horn. And I was like, I literally thought like someone was about to get killed like that. When you hear noise in New York, like run the other way. Right. But actually, this was big toaster energy that you actually run towards. A hundred percent. That sounds so fun. It was actually crazy. We're filled of toasters. No, I felt like Harry Styles, like people on the street, like screaming my name. That's really awesome. Yeah. So if you're ever in a Mini Cooper and you happen to see me, make sure to scream. Um, and then yesterday I was just wiped recovering out and I was still trying to stick to keto. I think I did as good a job as possible this weekend, considering we were drinking, we were at a delicious restaurant, Mm -hmm. delicious, Um, but being hungover or just like exhausted and not being able to like reach for a carb. It was so hard yesterday. Uh, That is, that's hard. It was so hard. I too have been trying to like cut down, not as crazy, but like I'm going on a trip in a few weeks. Like I just need to look my best. There's going to be like some famous people on the trip and I just want to be like the cute chubby girl, you know, Mm -hmm. and that takes a great deal of refinement. So I have been just like trying to cut back a little bit. And so yesterday I woke up and I guess I've only been trying to cut back for like four days and we'll see how long it lasts. But I woke up and I'm like, okay, what do people who like don't eat like shit all the time do when they're hungover? It's so difficult. It's so difficult. But but that's the cheat day is what people, you know. I was saying though, I'm like, I've only been on this diet for four days. Like I don't think I've earned myself a cheat day yet. I think Mm -hmm. next Sunday I could do a cheat day. I agree with you. And now it's this Sunday. I felt the same way. I was like, it will derail all of my efforts. So I really tried so hard to stick to it but it was it was so difficult I did the best that I could so we'll see but um it was all it was all worth it but that's what I was saying to you last night we were talking about what do you eat when you're hungover and it's like this is why when you're trying to be on a diet or any sort of 
plan, this is why you can't drink. And this not is why because, people stop drinking. Yeah, not because of the drinking or the calories or, or that, but it's like because the way you feel the next day, it's like you'll reach for anything that will make you feel better. Yeah. And you're too tired to exert like willpower and judgment. You know, I have like a full plan. Like when I'm hungover, it's bagel. The second I wake up before I even get out of bed, I place an order on Uber Eats. Then bagel comes and like an hour later, I'll order McDonald's, chicken fries and a soda. Um, and then a few hours later after I've digested that, I have a pizza and pasta from Serafina. So it's literally like a 4,000 calorie day. Yeah. And that's no bueno. It's fabulous. <laughs> I got to have one of those days But soon. so you did like half of that yesterday. Less. I actually like ended up sleeping most of the day. Nice. So I was like grateful because I'm like, if I wake up, like I will eat everything in my house. Yeah. Which I have done before. Great. Um, also, the other thing I wanted to say, remember how like last year when we thought this pandemic was going to be two weeks at home. Right. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We were like, what are you going to do when, you know, the world comes back to normal? And you kept saying, it's not going to be just like, boom, one day back to normal. It's like a slow rollout. Mm -hmm. So I feel like things for us, I think people in other states are probably more ahead of us, but things do finally feel like they are starting to take a turn. Cause like I'm going on Tuesday, I'm going to a knit game. Wow. Yeah. I have to wear a mask. I have to get my COVID test. That's why I did that yesterday. And, um, I'm in a suite. So like, I do feel more protected, but sweet. You're sweet. in a Bruno suite? It's the sweet life. You're in a Bruno suite? It's the sweet life of Bruno and Tiggs. Oh, they should be there. So I'm really excited for that. Like, haven't been to Madison Square Garden in two years. Yeah. And I was supposed to be there multiple times last year. Two years. Crazy, right? Really? You haven't been in two years? Well, it's at least been a year. Yeah. And then it's like, who knows the last time I was at Madison Square Garden? Got it. Very true. Who yeah. knows? So things are happening. and I'm, That's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a slow roll. And I think that's why it's like more pertinent than ever that I take off my quarantine weight. You know what I mean? Because it's like we're finally like on our way out. And I just, I want to be at my, like, feeling my best. finally on our way out. So I want to be feeling my best inside and out. And that they both, you know, lean on the other. That's true. So. Um, We have an amazing show. It's Monday. so much to talk about. And, like, obviously, it's so crazy. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard Monday. I'm trying. And, honestly, I'm succeeding and really not thinking about it. But, obviously, today here on the show, like, we need to talk about Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. Um... I'm going to really work through my feelings on the show because, like I said, I've not thought about it since it was announced. I've kept myself busy or exhausted mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, it's also the final week of Black History Month. So today is Monday. We are going to be assigning a new Toast movie of the week, which is going to be Coming to America featuring Garcelle. And we're watching it because, one, we've both never seen it. Mm-hmm. And, two, there's a sequel coming out soon. Yeah, so, we so figured- I want to watch the sequel. So I have to watch the first one, and I think it'll be a great movie for us all to watch. I'm it's so available excited. on um, Amazon Prime to stream for free. So Perfect. use your Prime membership or steal someone you know. Can't wait. Also, we have a great TV recap. I spent most of my weekend watching Downton Abbey. So fabulous. But we have to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, wait. The episode of the year. We actually have to talk about... It was the best episode of TV like I've literally ever seen. Also, really quickly, I want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race for two seconds. Just just indulge me. Mm -hmm. It was one of those episodes, spoiler alert, where nobody went home. Like, they sent Candy Muse home, but then as she's walking away, Ru used, like, his one immunity card and was like, Candy, you can stay. And Candy's my favorite, but she's not a winner. Like, and even though she really um, is there, like, because she's a 10 out of 10 entertainment wise, like in when they're all doing glam, like she's the one who's being crazy and funny, but it's a competition. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately she's my favorite. And it pains me to say like, she's not a winner. She's not even close. No, but she's Miss Congeniality. Uh, by the way, they do give out Miss Congeniality oh. at, at the uh, reunion. And she is 100, even uh-huh. though she's not like the nicest to everyone, she's actually always starting drama. Um, <laughs> she's actually definitely not Miss Congeniality. Okay. For the audience, I think everyone loves her, but like we know she's not, her looks aren't there. Her performances are not there. 
But I'm really struggling because did you see how Rihanna um, messaged Heather Gay? Yeah. Rihanna was obviously on some sort of reality TV kick because she also messaged Simone. Who I thought for the longest time, like, is definitely the winner. Um, she, like, her looks are just like, you, like, you would think it's Rihanna. I'm not surprised Rihanna DM'd her. She's definitely, like, so inspired by Rihanna. Her looks are so sickening. She has this, like, amazing attitude, like, the way that she walks. But all the, these recent challenges have been, like, acting challenges, music challenges, dancing challenges. And Simone is giving me nothing. Like, literally nothing. And this is what I always say. It's like, in order to win RuPaul's Drag Race, it's always, like, you always think like the obvious choice is the one with the best looks, but there's so much more to being a drag queen than the looks. It's like you have to be a performer. You have to be yeah, well-rounded. You have to do a little bit of everything. Stand up. You have to do, they do stand up challenges. They do musical challenges, dance challenges, acting. You have to have all the elements. And sometimes like the most popular girls, Violet Chachki, Gigi Good, are like literally just models. Like you never saw anyone so stunning in your whole life with the best style, but they give you nothing else. And so it's easy to like want those girls to win. Like I really wanted Gigi Good to win, but at the end of the day, like she gave me nothing, like yeah. ever. Violet Chachki was like a little too sickening not to win. But sometimes you're like, oh, well, why did Bob the Drag Queen win? Because he's not always, like, the most sickening. But it's like, he had everything. Like, comedy. Blah. So now, back to my original point. I don't think Simone, like, has all the elements. That's what I've learned. Even though, like, to me, it was so clear that she was the winner. So now I'm really questioning. And I have something crazy to say. Because I've been, like, on this journey with, like, who I like, who I don't like. Rosé is kind of everything of the sort. And I still really, I'm not, like, feeling Denali. I just think, like... I'm just not there yet with her, but Rosé is one to watch. So that's what I'll say. And even though I'm glad Candy Muse is still around because she's literally my favorite queen of all time. And I would love to see a bigger queen win. Like the, maybe once a season, no, one contestant a season is like plus size. And I would, and they never really make it far except Eureka. Eureka didn't make it pretty far. But I would love to see like a, a bigger plus size queen succeed. I don't think that that's going to be Candy because she's just... She's not there yet. But at least she's still around. Yeah, no, and she's everything of the sort. Like, she did the way she talks, like, what she says, she, she literally, she has a lisp, and they did this musical where you have to lip sync, and, like, her character's um, lip syncing, like, had so many S words, and she was like, of course, like, I get the one with the S, and she's like, I know nobody can understand what I'm saying half the time, I bet you guys are using subtitles right now. She said that in her confessionals, and they're literally using subtitles, but she's just everything of the sort. Like, she's a confidence queen, but I'm glad she's still around, but it won't be much longer. Okay. And if Elliot with two T's doesn't go home soon, like, I'm going to stop watching. <laughs> okay. that's, that's my spiel. Sorry. No, sounds and great. I heard Drag Race UK this season is so good. I just, like, my plate is so full. But maybe if I get bored enough, like, on a plane or something, mm -hmm. like, I have so many places to go. But if I get bored enough, like, I will watch it. Yeah, I feel you. My plate is so, so full. So full. And not in the good way. <laughs> not with food. With content. Totally. Ugh, we have The Bachelor tonight. It's just like a bit. We're just back. You know, we're, the weekend was here and now it's gone. It's very, very true. So without further ado, let us get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. You know what? <clears throat> I'm feeling stressed. Mm. There's so much turmoil around me no thank god i've got my new ex cbd yes. where their mission is to provide customers with the highest quality products at a reasonable price they have years of experience in sourcing manufacturing and developing and their goal is to make cbd accessible to the masses they never sacrifice quality and all of their products are natural pure and tested so i've been on the cbd journey now for like two years and i've tried many products and i have to say new x is very good they're very consistent i love their gummies and they're probably the most reasonably priced um 
CBD products that I've seen on the market because some of these companies are getting out of control. Like Nuex is always keeping their products good and reasonably priced. So they have a few products. I obviously like the gummies because I love a snack. They taste really good. Um, they're vegan, if you care, made with all natural ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. And they have 15 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD per gummy. The dosing is really even, which is why I like it. They also have shots, like a little tincture in the words of Shannon Bedore. I love a tincture. Sure. It's 150 milligrams of caffeine, an energy blend, and 30 milligrams of CBD. It's super easy to drink. It's a two-ounce bottle. It's mango-flavored, again, non-GMO, vegan, made with full-spectrum USA-grown hemp. So if you've been looking to get into CBD or you're trying to up your CBD journey, Nuex is a brand that I've been using for a while. They've been sponsoring the show for a while, and I really enjoy. And I think you guys should check it out. Nuex is nu-x.com if you want to purchase some of their products you can use the discount code toast for 20 percent off for a limited time that's new x nu-x.com promo code toast yes okay we're gonna need some cbd after this announcement yes. kim kardashian has filed for divorce from kanye west citing irreconcilable differences she has requested joint legal and physical custody of their kids which is you know a good sign in terms of the amicability yeah because i was just watching mrs doubtfire over the weekend and you, know, you really forget how fucked up it was that sally fields like would not let her kids see their dad even though he was not like a deadbeat dad he right. just had lost his job and he was working on getting his apartment because she kicked him out of the house right he just had a lot going on at the moment but he was such a devoted dad by the way such a good dad like it's actually a really sad movie if you watch it now one because robin williams is no longer with us so it's like you feel sad and then it's like Sally Field, like, lighten the fuck up. I know, and she's my birthday buddy. So I that, know, like, I know. It's a really hard pill to swallow. Yeah, no, and she's, like, just moving on so fast with Pierce Brosnan, and it's like Robin Williams still hasn't even unpacked his boxes in his new apartment. 100%. It's like, as if it couldn't get worse. James Bond? Oh, yeah, Pierce Brosnan, right. <laughs> um, no, you're right. It's actually, like, a tragedy, the movie. <laughs> like, except the best scene ever is Harvey Firestein making them making uh, Robin Williams into Mrs. Doubtfire. It's 100%. honestly such a good movie. I really appreciate your efforts to distract once again from yeah. the story at hand. No, but what I was going to say Thank was you. that I actually read the the public... Uh, court the do court documents are public. Okay. And it's cited that the irre irreconcilable difference was the moment that Kanye tweeted that he doesn't fuck with that bitch Stormy low-key was really when the, the, the marriage ended. He said he doesn't fuck with Stormy? Yeah, he put up a tweet when he was, you know tweeting a lot and he said Loki I don't fuck with that bitch Stormy he really said that yes and that's it it said that in the document no I made that up oh, oh okay you can't just be like did you know what half yeah. is true and what like if it's a joke based on truth I don't know where the truth lies I, I thought like you're a you know a Kimye historian I thought you knew that no, he tweeted that I have just brushed all of this to the side I know but here we are having to deal with it they are getting divorced apparently and no not apparently they are yeah, allegedly. And <laughs> the I, denial knows no bounds. You know what it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, I think that I will continue to support each yes. member. I will continue to stand and I just hope that they both find happiness and what's best for each of them. And I hope yeah. that the kids I mean, I think a fifty fifty joint custody like means that they're they're pretty they're good and that the kids will, you know, spend half their time with each. And that's good for that sounds as good as it can get. Yeah. I wanna say two things. One, I think like we shouldn't all forget, like we are dealing with someone who's struggling with mental illness and like that is really sad. And I'm sure it's been like so hard for Kim these last few years. So I just think like there should be a level of sensitivity the way people like especially like the media talk about Kanye like he's crazy like no he's suffering first of all second of all I kind of love that like Kim is now gonna not that you know it's sad obviously not to see your kids but they're gonna be with their dad 50% of the time like maybe we can get some nice like single energy Kim like going out to the clubs like when we're allowed yeah 
I guess. No, we I love just, drunk him. Come on. Be positive. Come on. No, I, I, I am. But first of all, I just don't, I think that they were just everything of the sort. Like, I just I know. don't know where you go from there when you're like, they're as A-list as it gets. Like, yeah. you know, she could date someone like Kanye adjacent, sure. But it won't be the same. It won't be the same. No, you're right. I don't know where we go from here specifically. I, I don't know if either one of them are looking to get into another relationship. I think that Kanye is probably going to focus on himself and his business and his kids. And I think that's and I probably think the, the same best. And I think for Kim. Like maybe the, each one of them will fall into love, but I don't think they're like seeking it out. Like they have four kids. They have many businesses. Like uh, I do think eventually like they will find love, but I, I don't think that's that's like their immediate goal. It's just so crazy because I feel like for so long, so much of Kim's brand and her fame was like, who's Kim dating? Who's Kim dating? And now so much for the last like 10 years, Kim's whole brand has been like family girl. She's really like changed her image so well. She went from being like a, you know, sex icon to being like a family woman. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, where do we go from here? What's next? I'm also curious like what this means, not the immediate future, but like in the, what this means for like their fashion, the whole family's fashion has been completely influenced and changed by Kanye. And so I wonder what, they'll keep wearing what they're wearing. Are we going to go back to middle parts and skinny jeans and blazers? No, but like whatever they're going to be wearing in three years is not what they would have been wearing if Kanye were still in the family. No, that's 100% true. They've all really emulated that like toned down nude vibe. Yeah. So that part will be very interesting. I'm just going to continue to process this as I have been, which is really not to not to think about it. And then enough time will go by where it's just fact. Where it's just a, like know? a I part think, of your life. I think I can like skip over the grieving process if I try hard enough. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that's not healthy. No, it's not. But I think it's okay in, in this circumstance. Okay. You know, because it's, it's far enough out of my life that it doesn't like I don't need to process it so deeply. Yeah. But I also like don't need to live with that pain right now. I just feel sad. I really do. Like I wanted this so badly for Kim and I loved that like she she I'm just sad. I'm I'm sad for Kanye too. Like Yeah, of course, of course. Just the way that he like talks about Kim and like lives for Kim and always has. Like Yeah. I and want honestly, that for him too. I think there's so much like we can learn from their story. Like what I when we watched the Eat True Hollywood story, which whatever happened to that reboot? I can't. E Another News, reason to e stop Network, doing reboots. E New, e, the E-Network is so messy. <laughs> um, when Kim said, like, in terms of, like, her place in the fashion world, like, people only started taking her seriously when she started dating Kanye. Because at first she was just, like, you know, this, like, reality star who nobody really thought much of. And then Kanye gave her, like, this level of gravitas. And the way they spoke about how, like, he was just, like, so proud to always be with her, even though, like, in his circle she was, like, considered, you know, kind of derogate. Yeah. So the way they always spoke about, like, the respect they had for one another in the beginning of their relationship is always, like, what I like loved about their relationship so much mm-hmm. and now it's for not now it's for not um, well not for not they have four beautiful children hopefully and you know being a child of divorce ourselves um it'll be fine they'll, they'll be okay they'll have just, two big I'm houses of north you know oh she's she's gonna be going through some stuff yeah but i think she'll channel it creatively and artistically and i look forward to seeing what paintings we get her next, next her next piece yeah it's going to be maybe darker, you know? A hundred percent. Stormy clouds. Stormy. Instead by, of like a sunny day. Stormy by North. <laughs> That's good. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we're wishing everyone the best. You know, divorces are really hard. I watched a marriage story. And we're just wishing everyone the best. Hopefully we can end this amicably. You know, assets, yeah, liabilities. I just, I just hope it's all as amicable as it sounds and that, you know, they can just part in the easiest way possible for two mega stars. Yeah, well, there is um, some, like, pending lawsuits against Yeezy mm-hmm. that I think part of the reason why 
I saw this on a the TikTok from a lawyer. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. And I learned, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I learned that with Chriselle and Justin Hartley. Like in California, the date of separation is like super important because that's when like your assets become officially separate. Mm-hmm. So you have to make it really public when your date of separation is. And I guess that's why there were so many news articles about Kim and Kanye because even though they've known for a while, um, they needed... They need like the paper trail out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll keep you posted. Um, just to all the Kimmy stands, like, I see you, I feel you, and we're going to be okay. We're we going to get through this. We're going to be all right. right. Do, 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 do. It's going to be okay. Do, do, do. Speaking of music, um, SNL this weekend put out a sketch of the yes. dri- about Driver's License, the song, and for the first time in a long time, they completely hit the nail on the head. I agree. I was actually really shocked that they even addressed it because SNL – I think tends to skew a little bit older, whereas TikTok, driver's license, Gen Z, it's like all a much younger demographic. And so I was surprised. Honestly, I don't know this for a fact. I just feel like Bowen Yang, who is obsessed with TikTok, like it was definitely his idea. Like I just know it. 100%. And I just think he's actually like the best thing that SNL has ever done. I completely agree. The best decision they ever made. And also Chloe Fineman. I completely agree about Bowen Yang. And so the sketch was, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. So many people were like tagging us like this reminds me of the morning toast because it's like basically all these guys at a bar like playing pool. Like in Queens, they have like New York Italian accents. And like the song Driver's License comes on and like it turns out that they all know the song, know exactly what it's about and like are so into it, which is really like how, how the song has taken the world by storm. Um, it's, an, it's a really great sketch, but Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett have, have reacted to it now. So um, she posted, driver's license SNL sketch is the best birthday present ever. I'm shaking. And then he posted a really funny TikTok, TikTok. where it's like, oh, someone said there's an SNL sketch about you. And then he goes and watches it and it's like uh, one of the guys. My it. bitch ex Gina is J- Joshua Bassett. Yeah, which is just really funny. And then he plays happy and sad at the same time by Casey Musgraves. And I actually thought that was a very mature, funny reaction. And he got some kudos you know, for some, you, from some you? points, yeah. Wow, yeah. One of the biggest Joshua Bassett detractors, S- haters, like detractors. haters, hundred percent. So, um, good for SNL for like really keeping up with the zeitgeist. Yeah, and um, Reggae Jean Paul from Bridgerton was the host, and, and I it, also feel like because he was there, like it made it the sketch even better because yes. he is so Gen Z, and I yes. feel like he's like I feel like the sketch might have not happened without him, but I don't know that. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I watched a bunch of the sketches on YouTube and, you know, I was really taken, taken by him. Like, obviously mm. he's super handsome and like everyone knows that. And, but there's a lot of very handsome actors who don't go on to become huge megastars. Um, and watching him, he has it. Like he has the star quality. Like yeah. he, he is a star. Like he was funny. I, you know, I'm used to on SNL, nobody memorizes their lines. They have cue cards and it's like kind of distracting because like I'll be talking to you, but I'll be looking over here at my cue cards like, hey, Jackie, what'd you have for lunch but today? But like you're also looking at the audience. It's yeah. a lot. It's hard, but I believe he memorized most of his lines because when I was watching, he appear, appeared to be reading them from memory. And he just like really, I was very impressed by him. Like his monologue was great. He was funny. He was self-deprecating. He has star quality. Like he will, Bridgerton will not be a flash in the pan. Like he is going to be. I have a feeling you're hearing it first. Wow. Oh, also speaking of SNL, two more things I want to talk about, but one, Nick Jonas just announced oh, we have to talk about that, that he um, is going to be hosting and performing on SNL next week, a solo performance of a new spot song called Spachemin. Yeah. And I heard, I can't verify this for real, but I did hear he, um, you know, obviously no shade to Priyanka, but he did meet someone and he was so inspired by their joie de vivre that he wrote, Spachemin about um, 
for Chemin. That's who he Yes, met. but he didn't want to give too much away. He knows that Theo's a private like, right, man. Right, so He called it Spachemin instead of Fachemin. But I really look forward to hearing the song that he wrote about Theo. Yeah, to be honest, like when I saw the card, I, people like love to Photoshop the SNL announcements. <laughs> so I thought it was fake. Like, I don't know, like scaring Jonas Brothers fans into thinking they're breaking up again. And I'm like, LOL. But then I saw Nick Jonas tweeted it. So I'm like, oh man, no, this is actually real. And also it begs the question, like what's going on with the Jonas Brothers? I personally think it's like Nick Jonas was just working on some stuff in the queue like wants to put that's it out there that's always how it starts though and like I'm just not ready to go through this roller coaster of emotions again like if Jonas Brothers if they're all doing soul endeavors again like that's it for me yeah like, I just can't keep going up and down no like the this. thing is is like when they got back together they never said it but I think the fandom and everyone like it was under the assumption like it was for good like there's no more like breaking up right we watched that documentary where they literally said like we're gonna do, like if, they, if we're they doing basically this basically said there's no more breaking up yeah basically and so not only are they a band but they're also brothers so I think like them being brothers gave us more faith like you know your family sticks together so I'm like okay you know what? if they get back together like this time's for real and I'm not saying that him performing on SNL automatically means that they're breaking up but it's not a good sign and I'll just say that it, yeah it's not a good sign when I saw it, I was like, I really thought it was And, fake. like, there's a difference between, like, working on some solo music, putting it out, seeing, like, getting feelers. There's a difference between that and, like, doing that on SNL. You know, that as, like, a solo like, act. Hi, this is me. I'm here. Nick Jonas. Yeah, like, my I'm coming out. and I'm performing. Nick Jonas. Yeah, hosting and performing is, like, big. Yeah, it's like I'm making a big splash in the music industry. Yeah, and people who do that are usually promoting something like huge. Like, not anyone can just roll in and perform and host at the same time. It's like you have a big project you're promoting. So, again, so it's not, like saying album, means, not saying this means anything. But it but it doesn't mean nothing. Unless the Jonas Brothers like come out for a song, then I'll feel good, but I doubt that they will. Oh, they might. You never, that is actually. Because he has to perform two songs. He's only releasing one song. What, he's going to sing one of his solo songs from 10 years ago? That would make it okay if the Jonas Brothers come out for one of the songs. Then mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, they're supporting his new endeavor. Yeah. He obviously was just getting his artistic juices flowing. I could just see like an Amazon Prime documentary in five years from now, like referencing this moment. Yeah, when we knew it was all over. Right, like they always talk, they talked about in the documentary, like when Nick and Joe did that Z100 radio jingle ball yes. performance like that was like a moment for Kevin where he was like so hurt he wanted out I feel like in five years we will find out that like this SNL like you know J Joe and Kevin like they didn't know they, they didn't found know. out on Instagram they were you know? like he wants space man <laughs> oh my god he can have his space you're right spaceman man just think Do about they, it we'll have to read into the lyrics of the song when they come out of course just like driver's license the other thing about SNL that I wanted to talk about is a joke that Michael Che made on weekend update about Israel and their vaccine rollout he Israel has vaccinated 50% of their population they are the leading country in the vaccine rollout they're actually doing an amazing job and Michael yes, Che I actually saw a bar giving out vaccines like buy a drink get a vaccine wow like, gotta get to Tel Aviv for a drink <laughs> for and a, a drink vaccine. yeah <laughs> Michael Che said, Israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half, which I find to be a very offensive joke rooted in bias and uh, misinformation about the bad Israel. stereotypes about Jews that have existed forever. Right. And I just think that a joke about in this fashion about any other religion would never fly. Yeah. And here's like, my thinking. Here's my thinking, because mm -hmm. I've spoke to you about it this morning and I'm very much on the side of like a joke is a joke. Like right. I, I really believe that. And like. But, but you did point out, and, and and I do agree, like, a joke is a joke, yes. But SNL, for, like, the last 10 years, hasn't been, like, you know, the pinnacle of comedy. They are, they're on TV. They're very, um, you know, conservative in their jokes. Like, they don't make crazy jokes anymore. You watch stuff that used to happen on SNL. You're like, oh, my God, I can't, put the, I can't believe that this was on TV. Now it's, like, it's kind of 
not PG, but it's just, it's not outlandish. It's not offensive yeah, it's, humor. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> like, right. It's just not crazy humor anymore. So I feel like for SNL to have made this joke, it's very uncharacteristic of them. Like they don't make jokes like that anymore. Like I think a lot of comedy over the last 10 years is about like certain cultures or stereotypes. And that has been deemed inappropriate by like woke culture. So SNL doesn't do that anymore. So right. the fact that they did it about Jews like does feel like once again, like as Jews and maybe people who aren't Jewish don't understand. It just feels like, you know, it's not okay to say anything about other cultures, but like when it comes to us, like we always feel like it's fine. Like people are always joking about us. Right. Um, I feel torn because like a joke is a joke, but you can't help but think no, like, but wait, what is make, the root of the joke? Either you make jokes about everyone or you make jokes about no one. Yeah. And you don't just, just make jokes about one group of people. Also, then I saw a clip. I don't know when this episode aired. It was about like a Miss Hitler pageant that was taken. It off was of, 2020, May 2020. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. May 2020, um, there was a Miss Hitler pageant that was taken off of GoDaddy. And then Michael Che made a joke. Oh, and the winner of the Miss Hitler pageant was Miss Israel. Yeah. No, now it feels like, is it a pattern? Is it a pattern? Where is it coming from? So I'm inclined to just like brush it off like a joke is a joke. Everyone gets made fun of. But on SNL, it's like, actually, no, not everyone gets made fun of. So like when you feel singled out, like it does feel like, do you have a problem with me, Michael Che? Like, right. Let's talk right. about it. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm not here for it. I think that it, it also then like perpetuates this negative stereotype about Jews, yeah. about Israel. And I think it's just a dangerous road to go on, especially because it's so untrue because it's so untrue. And what Israel is doing with vaccinations is like should a, be admired, should be admired and is admired by right. everyone. So it's, like, it, by the way, it's not, first of all, just to put facts out there, it's, it's not, not only true. the Jew. It's not true. First not of all, true. half the population has been vaccinated. They're doing like the best and the most. They're the most far ahead of any other country. They have Christian citizens, Muslim citizens, Drew citizens, and Jewish citizens who all have equal access to the vaccine. vaccine. So it's just worth noting, like maybe if you heard the joke, you don't think much of it, but like it's not true. Right. But also maybe you feel this way too. Like I think probably other cultures feel this way as well like I just like hate to be like naggy like it's anti-Semitic you know what I mean like you just feel annoying pointing it out but it's like you also get a pit it's like oh man this is what people think of us like yeah so I, I actually think a lot of people can relate to that like I'm always inclined to be like it's fine you know like it's a joke just because like I hate to be like that girl again you know like she's always complaining it's yeah. anti-Semitic no, but, like, but it I, is I do feel that way a lot of the time and I, and so I feel like I don't bring up on this show like a lot of things that I find offensive yeah. But SNL is such a huge platform. Yeah. Like, and also, I but just, I'm also this, always like, inclined like to, to give people the benefit of the 100%, doubt. 100%. So I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that I don't know Michael Che. I'm right. not saying he's anti Semitic. I don't know him. I don't know that he is. But this joke, I find to be anti Semitic, and I think that he should apologize. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I'm torn. Because, like, I'm, I'm really, especially, like, because, like, comedy is comedy. But it's like, SNL is, like, not even comedy anymore. Like, right. they're just, like, it's like a show. Like, I can't explain it. So, like, if, if someone had said this in a comedy club, like, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me so much because, like, people are allowed to joke. They are. But, like, when SNL has just become, like, so sensitive to, like, everything in the world mm -hmm. except for me, like, why? But not for me. So, yeah. But I really do try so hard to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I feel... And you know what? I feel like a lot of times it pays off. Like, I feel like when we were talking earlier in the year about... No, last year about Nick Cannon, I feel like we really gave him the benefit of the doubt. And I think he, he, and I think he's a great example of like why you shouldn't just write people off. Maybe you should like help them instead of, you 100%. know, canceling them, like pulling away, like taking away all of his jobs, all of his opportunity, all of his revenue. Instead, like I actually think he would benefit more from like being sat down and explained to. And I think like of all the people who've been quote unquote canceled, like he has done the most with the opportunity that he's been given. And I'm so glad I gave him the benefit of the doubt because like 
I might even be a bigger fan than I was before. Like just for yeah. someone who knows how to like own up to their mistakes and do the and do the work and just be like, oh, why was this wrong? This is right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm always inclined to give people the benefit of the doubt, but this does feel abyssal like a pattern. And I'm also inclined to give people the benefit of the doubt, but like Nick Cannon apologized mm-hmm. and then did some sat down with a rabbi. Right. Like, yeah. So let's get we'll there. See. Next story, a little more vaccine drama. Oh, wait, is it the vaccine drama <laughs> brought to you by Liquid IV? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. You all probably know Liquid IV for their popular hydration mix. Their energy multiplier is an absolute gem, a game changer, and gives you a little extra boost that you all need. Because 2020 was rough, it's time to clean the slate and start 2021 off on the right foot. One stick is like drinking two cups of coffee. It's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for a sustained energy boost throughout the day. So actually, I love the Liquid IV products, but I really like this one in particular because I don't drink coffee. I've never really gotten to drinking coffee like I don't like the taste and I heard it stunts your growth but sometimes it's like you're crashing you need an energy supply and I think that this liquid IV product is fabulous because I'm part of more than half of Americans that struggle with daily fatigue if you have decreased focus a lack of motivation poor mood unhappiness the liquid IV energy multiplier can upgrade your vibe and reach a constant state of awesome so it's premium matcha and green energy blend taste delicious and provide lasting energy throughout the day Liquid IV is also on a mission to change the world positively. So you can feel good knowing that every time you purchase, the company has donated over $10 million servings, glo- 10 million servings globally. Excuse me. In response to COVID-19, over 4 million products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military. Grab your energy Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventure today at liquidiv.com, promo code TOAST. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this story. And like warning, I feel very passionately about it. Okay. And so if you are like a really sensitive person who like, you know, thinks talking about the vaccine is like taboo, please turn off because you're not going to like what I have to say. Okay. Let me take it from the top. Okay. Amanda Klutz is receiving backlash and shaming for getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Amanda Klutz has responded to social media followers who took issue with the fitness pro getting vaccinated following the death of her husband, Nick Cordero, last summer. We spoke about Amanda Klutz last year. Her husband passed away from COVID-19 after a very long, long battle hard. with the disease. He was 40. He was in good health. He's a Broadway actor. Broadway actor. And she like started this social media campaign. Like just she couldn't see him. Never saw him. She was FaceTiming with his nurses. But she like remained so positive. She's just been like a beacon of hope when like I don't like she's one of the people who's had such a hard time in the pandemic and lost so much. And yes. she's a hero. And she's now a host of The Talk. Great. So the daytime talk show personality shared a photo of herself receiving the COVID-19 vaccine on Friday night, upsetting many fans as only essential workers and residents over 65 are allowed to take the vaccine in L.A. at this time. Someone said, can you explain why you got the vaccine ahead of 65-year-olds and first responders here in L.A. that can't get them yet? Inquiring minds want to know how you got your vaccine while those working in in schools still cannot even book an appointment. So then she amended the caption on her Instagram post to explain how and why she got the vaccine. She said... I went to a site and waited in my car until all appointments were over in hopes that they had any extra vaccines. I was fully prepared to be turned away, but they said they had enough tonight for everyone waiting. I cannot tell you how emotional I was and still am right now. She said that she's been terrified since Nick has passed as a single mother of getting the virus, and now I am one step closer. I'm sorry. She doesn't owe me an explanation, okay? Here's what, first of all, what people may not know, especially in New York, do you know how many vaccines they're throwing out every night? Mm -hmm. Because if they they have to defreeze them. 
them thaw they thaw so if somebody makes an appointment and doesn't show up or moves their appointment they can't use that thing tomorrow so right. at the end of the day if there's certain uh, vaccines that go unused they get thrown in the trash which is why young people have been standing outside these warehouses these facilities for hours hoping that maybe someone didn't show up or maybe there's, there's one left over that instead of throwing it away which is so stupid this person can get vaccinated and that's exactly what amanda klutz did right there's literally nothing wrong with it and amanda klutz has been through enough leave her alone leave her alone Agreed. I have no issue with someone who wants to go and wait and get a vaccine that would have been thrown in the garbage. Yeah, also, I'm a part of this thing. Uh, uh, TBG told me about it. So they, you put your phone number in, your uh, like social security number, your address and everything. And then if there is a vaccine at a facility in your area that is going to be thrown away, they text you. You have 15 minutes to answer. And Brilliant. And two hours to get to the facility. So it's saving these doses that would otherwise be thrown away, which is so stupid. Like, I can't believe that we're throwing away vaccines. So people are doing this. This is not illegal. It's fine. And, and also, like, I think there's a lot of, you know, questions around who's getting vaccines. I think people are cutting lines. I think people are lying. If you want to talk about that, that's a separate conversation. Um, but if you're not lying or paying your way or cutting lines, like, I have no issue with you getting a vaccine that would have gone in the trash. Yeah, and it's just like, please, we're coming. And good for her for being transparent. Like, she's been sharing her whole journey. When I spoke on the toast like six months ago about how like I definitely feel like some celebrities are like getting the vaccine like yep. they're private doctors I got so many dms like yeah I work for a publicist I work for a celebrity like my boss got it like this is a thing celebrities are doing and they're being shady about it whatever Amanda Klutz is being transparent and she right. did nothing wrong so like really we're gonna fucking attack this woman after right. all she's been through leave her the fuck alone now no but also a vaccine in the arm of anyone is is more contributes more to us getting through this pandemic than a vaccine in the garbage. Oh my God, so beautifully said. I, I don't know, I stuttered a little. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna say it again? No, it, I need no, to. do it again, do it okay. again. And add some like. <clears throat> <clears throat> a vaccine in the arm of anyone contributes more to us ending the pandemic than a vaccine in the garbage. You're so right. Thank you. No, I'm also just like done with this. Like you don't know what people are going through. You don't know someone's health. Like fuck the fuck off leave everyone alone everyone is just doing their best and if you don't like what someone's doing maybe you should just unfollow them silently i really think that mm. no one knows what amanda clute's health is nobody knows what what this last year has been like like please like let's just leave everyone alone like it's just exhausting like having all this energy to like backlash like where do you get the energy i can barely get out of bed in the morning 100 percent. leave amanda clute's alone i feel we must protect her stop now claudia said stop and she did nothing wrong mm-hmm Let's reserve our energy like in fact I would I would, oh, venture, you know what? I would venture to argue that more people should be getting vaccines that of would course. be thrown in the garbage. Of course, by the way, every vaccine that gets thrown in the garbage like kill me. Mhm. Mm that could have been me. Mhm. Mm I have something else to say. Mm -hmm. All this energy like these social media trolls have for like vaccine like I would love to see them give half the energy to like actual bad people. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. And I, I don't know if this is a story and I'm not saying, you know, whatever. But um have, have you been Keeping up with this Chris D'Elia stuff? No. So, like, a year ago, there were, like, a couple social media accounts that started, like, um, gathering stories of women who had had very bizarre interactions online and I in real life that. with Chris D'Elia. He released a statement and, like, went totally MIA. And now he's back. He has a podcast. So he released, like, a nine-minute video. And I also think it was an audio, but I watched the video. Um, just kind of addressing the claim, saying, stating that, like, everything he that was 
all of his relationships have been legal and consensual, but like he understands like why it was like a little fucked up to like abuse his power. Honestly, the apology like on the surface seemed genuine. And then you're like listening to his words and it's like, what are you actually saying? Like there's no substance to the words. Like he mm-hmm. was just talking in circles. Um, and I was just like reading the comments and it was just like so much grace being given. It's like, where's that grace for Amanda Klutz? Like why are like people on the internet are just so inconsistent, you know? Yeah. It, like it bothered me so much. And it's like, where's the grace? You know, where's all these people coming out to like support, you know, the women who spoke out against him? Like it was just like, it kind of bothered me like a lot. I feel that. Sorry, I know they're, like, not the same. I'm just saying, like, backlash, I'm, I'm saying, like, we need to have the, the same energy for, like, people who we think, you know, got the vaccine wrong for, like, actual bad people. Yeah, well, I would say not the same energy. Right, thank you. No, thank you. Yes. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? I think it's going to turn your frown upside down. I'm, I'm so much looking forward to that. Garrett Hudland is talking about Tim McGraw being the godfather to his and Emma Roberts' son, Stop. Rhodes. What? Yes, the actor explained on the Kelly Clarkson show, just the story gets better, oh, better and, better, and better, better, why he and Emma chose country star Tim McGraw as the godfather to their new son, Rhodes Roberts. Wait, okay, but so for those who don't know, like Garrett Hedlund knows Tim McGraw from Country Strong. But also because they did a movie together in 2004 called Friday Night Lights, which I think is like Friday Night Lights. Oh my God, so they've been in two movies together? Right, and he explains how he looks up to McGraw, oh whom God. he has worked with with since 2004 on Friday Night Lights and Country Strong in 2010. He said he's somebody that I admire and respect not only as an amazing father and an amazing husband, amazing musician, and amazing actor. I've known him for a long time. We laugh about it because it's probably been over 17 years since we did Friday Night Lights together. We played father and son. So I got to first experience him as a father in that film, somewhat more of an abusive one but then we did country strong together and we've remained such close friends and you know i've seen his children his daughters from the time they were one three and five so now he is the godfather to Rhodes robert wait that's so stunning mm-hmm. first of all i love this friendship garrett headlong is just like such a major hottie and now he's like a daddy and i'm loving the respect he's putting on tim mcgraw and you know if i had a friend as rich as tim mcgraw i too would make him the godmother and father of my child yeah the mother and the father yeah of course it's such an honor <laughs> totally this is just like the sweetest story also like maybe we're gonna be angling for a country strong sequel imagine no it's like no one even cares about the first one it's fucking disrespectful no that's not true i just have to say i i care care. and i i spread the gospel all the time like i actually just made my friend jason watch it i'm like it's literally better than a star is born he's like really i'm like yeah he loved it he Thank couldn't God. believe, like, he had never seen it before. And I just feel like I'm personally responsible for, like, at least 100 people who love Country Strong. That's good. And, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, I'm actually, like, friendly with Gwyneth Paltrow. And she loves the movie. Like, she... She should. She should be so proud. And she knows there's, like, a small but passionate following. <laughs> and she really appreciates us. I'm dead serious. She reposted me uh, singing country strong at your wedding on her instagram right and also like a story like this shows us that like the cast loves it too it was a good experience for them as it was for us yes like they are family yeah no that's beautiful that like next thing we hear is like leighton meester's the auntie you know get auntie get auntie oh my god i would love to see that i would love like a reunion of leighton tim garrett and gwyneth like all i don't know maybe at gwyneth's like huge house in malibu i don't know if that's where she lives but yeah. i just i assume she has a property but also there. emma you know that Emma Adam, would come, Brad Falchuk would come, Adam Brody would come. Faith Hill. Faith Hill would come, like iconic foursome. Iconic. We got to set it up. <laughs> I'll host. Okay, ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little Housewives news. A little HWN? A little HWN. 
Brandy Redmond is leaving Real Housewives of Dallas, question mark. She posted a very long cryptic message on her Instagram saying sometimes things come to an end. It does seem as though like that was her announcing her departure. Also, Stephanie posted like a photo of them like, love you, Brandy. So I feel like this was an announcement just like wrapped in. In a Bible verse. In a Bible verse. (laughs) Yeah, it was confusing. And I was thinking about it. And while I'm saddened because I love Brandy, I do think at the present moment she's not adding much to the storyline and I do think she has a lot going on in her personal life like her mother-in-law just passed away she was in a car accident with one of her children the child was okay and then she just had another baby so I just feel like there's actually a lot going on in her life like maybe it's worth her taking a step back because she used to be like the straw that stirs the drink and now I just feel she's kind of on the outside of the storyline yeah but it's also interesting and and strange that she is announcing this in the middle of the season I wonder why that is I feel like there's something to this story but I don't know yeah um, I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss mean, her and res- Stephanie's like dynamic. Yeah. And I feel like she, maybe this didn't always come through on the show, but I feel like she contributes so much to like the positive energy and like fun that they have on the show. Like the drunk vibes. Yeah. And it's like, she's like always, you know, she's, everyone is in such a good mood when Brandy is around and it's like, that doesn't translate to great television or anything, but like everyone being in a good mood is always fun to watch. That's true. No, I do think that there's things that she definitely brings to the show and that will be missed. But overall, I think in the last few seasons, she's kind of faded from like the main storyline. Like it used to be like her and Leanne. And I remember, remember her and Stephanie like weren't friends and she became friends with Leanne. It was like the betrayal of yes. a lifetime. Like I, I do think that she's kind of taken a step back from that because it is exhausting to like always be, you know, the one in the drama. So now it's like, She's not irrelevant, but she's not pertinent. Yes, I think she was just like being actually friends with everyone and yeah. enjoying her time, but like that's not the whole show. Also, her husband doesn't like to film because I mean, I mean, I remember her first season, the first season of the show, like he was just not translating well. Like he was kind of coming off a dick. When I actually think they have like a good marriage. Yeah. Um, but as Oh, that always happens. Like remember Bill Aiden, his first season was like kind of a dick, and now I'm like so in love with him. I would do anything for him. Like that is just kind of what happens with husbands and some don't translate and some do. Like I think Travis does really well. So I think the fact that her husband doesn't film and like they can't really spend nights together when she's filming, it must be, it's just not ideal anymore. Yeah. Also a little more how's I I'm just putting these two like small stories together is that according to page six, everyone and their mother is, is auditioning, auditioning for Real Housewives of Miami, which makes complete sense. I was thinking about it like Everyone is moving to Florida. A lot Florida. of like the, the rich men and women, the couples married people here have moved from New York to Florida and that's exactly what they're looking we need for. rich the, housewives. I, I think if there was ever a time to bring back Real Housewives of Miami, like now is the time because I think there's a lot of fabulous people living there The social there scene. More fabulous than there was. I mean, even. half the Real Housewives of New York live in Palm Beach now. Right. But Ramona. even like Ariel Charnas could be a Real Housewife oh of Miami. Oh my God, yeah. That's a good, I mean, I don't think she would want to be, but. No, no, but like, I just, so many people are moving down there. That's I think that call. the pool, I'm sure it's fierce competition. I think it actually will be amazing. And I actually think it'll be difficult for even the women who were already cast. Like, I, I've heard that, like, Lisa Hochstein and Alexia, like, they have to audition again. Yes, and Marisol um, is also angling for a return and even Larsa could be coming back. Page Six is saying. Larsa would be good just because, like, she is famous she's interesting but like is she miami anymore yes but but she was looking for a house in calabasas yeah, with she just sold that house i saw it, and she's selling it with like all of her cars that's why it was written up in tmz or something and she's moving back to miami i believe oh well then i hope for her sake that she and she actually is like so miami yeah i'm just confused by her finances because like yes she was married to scotty pippen like one of the highest paid basketball players of all time but like does that make you rich as a divorcee yes. i don't know i think so. maybe they had a prenup i think so Okay. I, I hope I, so. Yeah. 
I believe so. Um, I believe in a thing called love. And those are the Fast Five stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. Yes, and to continue on our Housewives tour, I am so excited to talk about the Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Atlanta, which is brought to you by Fashion Pass, a clothing rental service that we have heard that I actually heard about from you and Margot, like two years ago maybe um it's like kind of like rent the runway meets revolve it's really fabulous they have great brands like for love and lemons free people show me your moomoo it's the revolve of rental services so if you hate spending 200 dollars on one dress or jacket that you can only wear once this might be for you they have a bunch of different plans we're on the trendsetter plan so we get three clothing items and two accessories in every box and we can switch out that box as many times a month as we want the shipping is very fast and they take care of the dry cleaning so you know that everything you're getting is clean so you just have to throw it back with the pre-labeled bag and then um when you're done and they'll choose new items for you or you'll choose new items and they'll ship it for you um one of the best parts is that if you love something and you want to purchase it for your own you get a great discount like anywhere between 30 and 60 percent off so we've gotten a couple really cool things that i just rented but ended up purchasing because i thought it would be great in my wardrobe 100 percent. and when you're fashionistas like us and you take so many photos like your models like us as well you need like a never-ending wardrobe rotation and sometimes it's like that can be really cost Prohibitive. Yeah. So renting is really cost efficient. Cost efficient. I can't talk today. No, you can't. But also like being doing the show every day, like it's always fun to have new pieces. But one, who has the space in their closet and two, who has the budget. Right. So Fashion Pass is fabulous. And I also believe that it is so toasty, like the clothing, Mm -hmm. everything about it. Like I think the toasters will love it. Check it out if you haven't already, because it it is the solution to a very large problem. And they don't um, do a lot of discounts. But today we have a special discount. It is the best deal they've ever offered. If you go to the Fashion Pass. Com. That's the fashionpass.com. Use code toast at checkout. You get $50 off your first month so you can try for the first time for literally $29. Again, that's the fashionpass.com. Code toast at checkout. You get $50 off your first month so you can try it for just $29. Love it. Okay, let's talk. Okay, so Real Houses of Atlanta, I feel like we've been on this trip for so long. Like they're really stretching out yes. into episodes. And now we know why. Yeah, and there was a lot to unpack. I'm going to reserve like the sex party stuff I just want to talk about like a few random things okay before I like love Marlo Hampton so much and I really felt like she was genuine in her like um reunion with Kenya Moore and that was actually really nice to see because I feel like Kenya is just one of my biggest frustrations with her is that she's like incapable of having a genuine moment mm-hmm. and so I'm glad they made up but I'm also inclined to think like what is Kenya getting out of this like what, why does she want Marlo as an ally like there's more going on Yes, but I do think like it was a, a genuine moment. At least it was for Mar- Marlo. And then I was worried that Kenya was just going to like, you know, and Kenya started with that, but you said this and that and this and that. Right. And then they both just like had this moment and I felt like it was genuine. And also I do think that Kenya is alienating herself from some of the other women. And so it's a good time to get a new yeah, friend. Because Toya, who's been like so up Kenya's ass, was for the first time like starting to be like, oh, I know why everyone's been always talking shit about Kenya. Like she's starting to annoy me right now because Toya was definitely involved in whatever was going on in that open bedroom. Oh, you think so? That's yeah. Not what I, that's not the vibe that I got. She was exonerated from the trial because she um, was so on Instagram was ta- stories. Oh, right. Tanya allegedly and Portia Kenya's working theory is that it was Tanya and Portia I I'm actually believe that it probably was but Portia's gonna protect Tanya because Tanya has a fiance and like they were just having fun like it's a bachelorette party but Kenya is just like annoying me so much like I get that 
First of all, they went so, we saw the footage, they went so out of their way to like make this an off camera thing and even were gracious enough to like talk about it the next day on the show being like, oh, it was crazy, but not like get into details. But can you just like, it's like a dog with a bone and like won't let it go and just trying to like out everyone when like they're just having, trying to have a good time on the trip that you planned. Like you wanted them to have fun. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I hate that energy and like any friend when it's like we all like had a rowdy time and someone needs to like go back and remember every single thing and not just like let the fun night be the fun night like sure let's like recap it but to go to like have this literal investigation as to what happened it's like no no it's bothering me and it's not just like for fun like she obviously knows what she's doing yeah like not great intentions like she wants to embarrass people right and and also a lot of these women are in relationships like if that were if i were in that house i would i do not like that no and so it's starting to rub the girls the wrong way now like by the end of the day the next day they've all kind of spoken to one another and they realize that like Kenya's just like not letting this go like they were just talking about it like yeah last night was so crazy so fun on camera but they're not going to go into it detail mm-hmm. the most they're going to say is like what time did you go to bed you know they're not getting into detail like who was kissing who but Kenya is just like trying to paint this picture and it's like leave everyone alone like these girls have been cooped up at home for a year they're going on a bachelorette party okay they got a little wild leave them the fuck alone yeah isn't that the point of a bachelorette party it is and so I feel like on the one hand I feel like some people might be conflicted about the producers like using footage that they that they went so far out of their way to conceal to paint a picture I think like that is the producer's job like they had these few rogue camera angles you know that one angle of Toya and Porsche kissing and they yeah. like didn't push the camera all the way out. But I feel like the things that the producers were able to cobble together like still weren't that damning. Like it just shows a crazy fun yeah. night with Bolo. But I think that what Kenya's doing is like breaking girl code, breaking Agreed. friend code and also like breaking like co-star code. Of Reality like, star You code. know you were with us in trying to like keep this off camera yeah because she was the one kenya was like go get bolo when when bolo was done he went to like his room i guess to change and leave she was like she said to candy candy go get bolo bring him back here and then candy was the one who told the producers like can we cut so we can like actually have a good time so kenya was almost not a catalyst but she was definitely you know involved yeah in getting the night to where it got she was yeah. all over you know spreading her legs on the floor like she was down so it's like now you're gonna be like a whistleblower yeah, I, I did not like it. What did you think about the way that they filmed the... Oh my God, I thought it was hysterical. Literally like Emmys for everyone. Like when they opened the episode and Kenya was smoking a cigarette and they were like, man, you can't smoke in here. I just thought there were so many funny elements to it. And it was like a real... And it was clear that they had a lack of footage from the original night. So they supplemented it with like all these other things. And I actually think they did a good job. I think they did a really good job. I also think that they had a lot of footage. I can just even imagine like everyone, all the producers like combing through hours of an outdoor camera to see what's going on inside. And, like, zooming in to see who's who. Yeah. Like that must have taken. They worked hard. Days. But I also thought like the episode in other ways was just also really funny. Like when, <laughs> when they went fishing and then they came home and Portia was like, now I feel like a man. Like if there's not a sandwich in there for me, like I'm going to kill someone. They were just being so funny and like they really embraced themselves like before the crazy night, like in those outfits, just to like make Cynthia have a good time. Like I, I just think it was really fun and I'm like annoyed that Kenya ruined it because now yes. like they look back on that night with like a pit not with just like oh it was crazy of course with a pit it could have we would have never found out about any of this and the fact that all of this was also in the news a few days later like somebody I, leaked it kenya yeah she's really she's major snitch energy yeah and i'm glad portia's mad at her because portia is my queen and like i always agree with portia so like whatever portia does like i fully support unless okay. yeah 
That's what I, I stand by that. Yeah, statement. and I've and I've been, you know, again the apologist this season so far, and I'm just like I I'm not here for this energy. She's yeah, bringing. this is like the worst type of energy you can have. Snitch energy. And you know, uh, I believe it was Marlo Hampton said, "Have you ever heard snitches, snitches get, get stitches. stitches?" It's so true. And that's literally what the episode should have been called. But I also loved the scene. I mean, I was literally I was also like unwell last night, so watching them be hung over and, and then, then drink. go on a fishing boat Ooh. drinking and fishing and I was like I would like I actually would have thrown up because like that time we were in Nantucket and we went on a boat and I, like I didn't even drink as much as they did and I wasn't even up as late as they were yeah and I was throwing up off the side like I was no they're my hero they are heroes but also uh I think we need to summer in South Carolina like need one of those houses need to be on the beach need a boat yeah the house is really amazing gorgeous and they really haven't left the house but like would you no sickening no it's, on the beach it's good stuff yeah so it was a great episode and then I was just really thinking like between Jersey this episode of Atlanta and this most recent season of Potomac like Housewives has been on fire yeah with the exception of and OC. Salt Lake City oh and Salt Lake City with the exception of OC and I think this season of Dallas is, is good yeah so they've really just been but like in particular I think we're having the best season of Jersey Potomac and Atlanta we've had in a while yeah so that was exciting. That is exciting. I just like cackled so many times during the episode. Like Portia's so funny. Mm-hmm. And that's like why I feel like Atlanta kind of separates itself from the other shows is like the women are hysterical. Like I find myself laughing from their confessionals, from like random shit they say yeah. when like walking up a flight of stairs. They're so funny and it's just refreshing to like laugh. I agree. So it was a great episode. Been a really good season. Highly recommend. Um... Don't forget our Toast Movie of the Week. We will be recapping on Friday. It is our final one in honor of Black History Month. And we are watching Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy and Garcelle. Um, two more things. One, merch is still available at ShopMorningToast.com, How You Darn Merch, and Redhead's Merch. And people are already receiving their merch, and they shipping, said... Shipping, they shipping, said shipping. It was, it was sickening the mailbox down. Yeah. That's what they said. The mailbox was like this. <coughs> I'm sick. Also, we have a new Patreon. Yes, that's what I was going to say. My home tour. It was so well done. Thank you so much. I finally filmed my home tour, um, the new apartment that Zach and I moved into about two months ago. And so I'm taking you through the whole house and showing you some of our decorating choices. And she's sporting a sickening ponytail. People are talking about the ponytail. Everyone's talking about the ponytail. And I have been doing my hair differently. And that was a result of that. We could tell. We could tell the energy, the effort you've been putting in. My Dyson air wrap. And I just flip my ends up. That's oh, what I've been doing with my hair. And so when I put it in that ponytail and it was like day four it's of not so having washed cute. it, it just flipped up at the end, which I love. Um, so thank you everyone for noticing that I've been doing something differently. And the home tour is up now at patreon.com slash the morning toast. I do have to say, um, Bruno is the star. No, I, I mean, uh, Hollywood is buzzing. No, quaking. They quaking. saw Bruce. They were like. They're like, is he representative? He's an agent who's his publicist. They're trying to get there. Like, is he on the loose? They're trying. Yes. The answer yes. is yes. So if you want to see some sweet, sweet Bruce, head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast. And we also have two other episodes already up this month. We did a Dear Toasters episode where I think, I know we say this every time, I think we gave the best advice we've ever given. Really? Yes, I really do. I was like thinking about it the whole day after we filmed it. I'm like, I mean, I have no memory. Smart. I don't even remember what we said because it was like a week ago. Yeah, no, but it was good. And then also um, the other episode we did... What? Was it a part two of the q and I don't think so. No, what was the first episode of the month? Maybe it was general Q&A, which everybody maybe. always loves. You can ask us anything. And but maybe if you head we'll over to patreon.com slash morning toast, you can find out what that episode was. <laughs> yes, for certain. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. 
We're also available as a podcast, and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us someone who tells us to leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.